0: uh yeah yeah th- you know there's there's a lot of things in in crypto that that don't make sense um plenty of things in crypto that don't make sense that i'm, that I'm not a fan of um but d makes an overwhelming amount of sense um it's it's uh, if there's one thing that we should be decentralizing, it's 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 science and scientific progress so yeah i, th- I think i think a cryo doubt was just it was just needed
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the DSI podcast. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Emil Kandiora and Kai Mika Mills, who both work on biostasis or more widely known as cryonics. Emil and Kai are part of the founding team of CryoDAO, which funds cryopreservation research. We discuss the history of cryopreservation, why this approach has been rather a niche in the longevity field, as well as its cultural perception and the bottlenecks to advancing research in the field. But this and much more, enjoy listening to our conversation. So Emil and Kate, thanks so much for being here today. To start, maybe let's uh, give a brief overview of uh, the field of cryonics in which you're both working. And I'd be curious, as someone who knows relatively little about it, um, what high-level problems is your field trying to solve, maybe from both of you so
0: Sure. Um, yeah, Emil, if you want to start, I can follow. Oh, yeah, pretty... sure.
2: So. On, on a very high level, uh, cryopreservation can solve a, a, a range of different things, right? So on, on one hand, it might make it possible to have organs stored for longer, before, you know that you have able to transport organs to, you know, however far it might need to be, where they might need, need to be transpl- uh, transplanted. Right? There's, a, there's a huge organ transplantation um, crisis to be fair, right? Like a lot of organs need to be transported or it would be very helpful if there could be transported or even stored, which cryopreservation might enable. And then on, you know, the more futuristic side of things, um, it might be possible to actually cryopreserve whole organisms, including whole humans, to then, you know, potentially if they're being currently diagnosed with some terminal disease, wait out, in quotation marks, in cryostasis until, uh, you know, you know, medication treatments or whatever are available uh, to cure these diseases so that people might a- be able to live significantly longer than they would be able to do otherwise. Yeah. So, so quite, quite a few relatively, you know, high impact, um, high impact, um, you know, outcomes.
1: Can you am anything to add to that or is that basically summing it up quite well? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the,
0: uh... That's a really good uh you know high level of it uh you know for for me specifically it was you know the thing that really has, has drawn me into this field was the fact that crop preservation is is really the only technology that directly targets the death problem um there's a lot of ways that we can try to extend life a lot of uh uh ways that we can try to help people live live healthier and longer um but at the end of the day, no life has truly ever been saved um i think uh you know un- until we can we can really um you know, combat every single cause of death. Uh we need a way to be able to put people into um, you know, cryostasis as Emil said. So uh yeah, that's yeah. that's that's really the the ultimate goal of the field. But there's there's definitely a lot of uh, you know, intermediate uh milestones and, and uh you know areas that we can push forward as well.
1: Yeah. Maybe to like situate it historically, when was Cryonics first conceived of and then um ultimately also pursued via startups or just like companies try to actually put the research into action. And how has the perception of cryonics changed throughout uh, the decades? Yes. Yeah, so, so it's a
2: very, very old idea, right? Like, so, so Benjamin Franklin back, back in the day, basically, you know, wrote, I mean, he didn't of course call it cryonics or cryopreservation, but he came up with a kind of a, like a conceptually with something that sounds very, very similar um, where the idea was basically to stop time for a while, and then be resuscitated in the future, um, you know, when, when there might be a better world. So right. So conceptually, it's a very old idea. More tangibly, it was rather than the 1960s, 1970s, where the first organizations really started to do um, cryopreservation of humans, even though it was something totally different back then, right? It was It was just freezing people, right? Even though, of course, the headlines still call it freezing people, still today sometimes but uh, technologically it's something very different right now and then over the years um... I think we lost him sort of
1: email <laughs> sort of
2: uh-huh.
0: yeah what he's what he's saying is that you know headlines still call it for using of course now we we, we vitrify people um, which is uh, a, a, a little bit a little bit of a of a better process a little more uh, a little more complicated um, where essentially you use, uh, obviously still the low temperatures, but, but, uh, uh cryoprotectants, which, uh, prevent, prevent ice from forming, um, and, uh, prevent the cells from, from taking out all that damage. Um so uh but, but I I think at the end of the day people are just more comfortable with the word freezing and uh you know it's it still kinda gets the the point across, right? We're using the very low temperatures, we're um uh putting them in that form of stasis, but it is it is technically known as as uh vitrifying people now.
1: Yeah. Has the um I guess like hasn't temperatures stayed the same all that, uh kind of like the or like roughly the same? Like are we still talking about kinda of the same low temperatures and now we're just adding stuff to actually um be able to, you know, not have ice develop and obviously, you know, like very likely uh have like irreversible damage because of that. Um is it just like, yeah, you know, we're adding more?
0: Yeah. So so historically it's you know it's it's almost always been uh, liquid nitrogen temperature is what we're getting people down to, right? Um now you don't you don't go uh you know straight you don't just uh you know throw them in liquid nitrogen temperature right there's there's a process of um you know initially doing a, a very fast process uh and then uh going down to to a slow cooldown box which will take them all the way down to uh liquid nitrogen temperature over you know let's let's say a couple of days or 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 even weeks um uh but yeah usually the you know the the end has has been uh liquid nitrogen temperature which is negative 196 celsius so we got, we got a meal back.
1: Yeah. There we go. That's <laughs> <Indeed. Hello. laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, so that question was just answered uh, quite well. I'll just continue on. Um, what Perfect. was the most fascinating idea in both of your fields, uh, or like with both of your, like, uh, I guess, like experience um, entering the field? Like what got you hooked? Oh, thinking that it's actually a promising field to work on, cryonics itself. Versus, I guess, like other things in longevity.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, we, cause, cause, you know, Emil and I both had the, the idea that I think a lot of people do in the field at first, which is, you know, let's, let's maybe target the aging process, right. And, and, and start there. Um, or, or you know, at least I did. And, uh, I actually put together sort of this, um, you know, pretty, pretty simple, but it, you know, it helped me sort of understand the field, uh, sort of this, uh, longevity tech tree, uh, kind of thing. And, um, it helped me map out everything from crowd preservation to aging drugs and so on. Uh, just just what everyone was working on. and um, you know by by the end of it i I found that you know crowd preservation was this very important, um I would say the most important column that I had in the whole tree um Sorry. and 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 yet there was there was practically no focus on it, you know, very, very small amount of resources uh, going into it, not not many startups, not much uh, uh, yeah, not much funding. And uh, so, not only was it was it, uh, you know, not only did it need help, um, um, but you know, like I mentioned, for, for me, it was really the only technology that stuck out to me that, that directly targeted the death problem, which was what my my main focus was in solving. So um, that's that's really really what you know drew me into the field.
2: Yeah, yeah, and maybe to add to that, so, so my my main consideration was that um, I'm okay with, with being wrong this way around. Now, if in, in 20 years or you know 30 years or whatever you name it if if technology has advanced enough so that there is longevity treatments you know I don't know pills treatments whatever it, whatever it is right and when I say longevity I mean actually being able to live longer than currently maximum <laughs> what maximum lifespan currently um, allows then that that's great right so I'm, I'm totally fine then with being wrong right but if That does not happen, and if someone, if I'm 85, or if anybody who signs up with us is is 85 at some point, and then I want to make absolutely sure that at least then there's good cryopreservation technology around if it's not possible yet to, at that point, extend maximum lives. And then again, the field, of course, is significantly smaller than the longevity field at large. So one additional dollar, one additional person, one additional resource in, in, in cryopreservation just has significantly more impact. Because there's hanging. still a lot of low-hanging fruits, uh, relatively simple to to uh, do things. And you know, in longevity, you need basically now, you know, you need you need the billion-dollar uh, large organizations, or at least multi, multi, multi-million, um, to do any we... any larger impacts. So I think these two considerations were, I, I think, are kind of the, the main driving factor for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, where are people within Cry um kind of scared to go right now. Um, what are they scared to work on? What are like underexplored areas that if someone would give you uh, a significant chunk of money, um, you would actually, you know, establish startups or institutes or even like just research teams uh, to work on?
0: Yeah, I mean, so cryopreservation is, you know, a bit of a broader field in general, right? Like cryobiology, right? There's, there's people who are working on, uh, you know, cryopreserving a lot of things, you know, um, uh, eggs, sperm, right? these These are things that we can crap preserve and and uh, um, we do all the time. Uh, so I, I, I think you know as far as the, the that sort of broader field goes, of course, um, doing you know whole body work or or even you know crap preservation of whole organs um, is is still something that there just there isn't a lot of focus on. So I think um, uh, you know organs a little less, but absolutely whole body work is is something that I would say you know a lot of people are probably scared scared to work on
2: yeah, yeah. And that's of course going to um, be one of our focuses right <laughs> like so the whole field is pretty yeah. underfunded um but um within the field these areas anything that that is goes on on revival work um these are gonna be our our core focus areas
1: what would you say to maybe a critic since i feel like especially cryonics uh, still has a lot um, what's the strongest argument, perhaps, against cryonics? Or like, where could you actually like, emphasize with pe- people disagreeing uh, with either you know, its purpose and also maybe the methods? Um, yeah. What do you see there? So, so, so
2: funny enough, I actually do a lot of uh, outreach. And um, the, the, this assumption that there's a lot of negativity about the field, I, I, we don't see that at all right even in mainstream media definitely in 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 science media and so on, there's significantly more openness than um maybe 20 years ago right um nevertheless i think i think of course there's some people who who are against it usually i don't think they have the greatest arguments um it's more like a feelings argument against it um i think i think the i, th- I think the the thing where where at least i think where the most that The most effort needs to be done that for people who actually do want to sign up for for being cryopreserved. That I think it's the organization's uh, responsibility. I mean, is are research organizations, so not really cryoDAO's, but but from a from a organization that offers it, it's the responsibility of the organization to make sure that the people decide with informed consent. You know. It's, it's important that they understand it's unclear if it works it's unclear whether it will work and at the same time it's relatively expensive and then but, yeah. you know given these two and, and no one really can tell you how high the percentages are i'm just pretty confident that they're better than zero right and then there's a good amount of people say yeah you know better than zero that's all i need and then yeah. i think arguably if that is the case if this informed consent is given then i think every other argument against it is is, is, is Pre, rel- relatively weak,
1: what has caused the i guess openness toward uh cryonics where there wasn't any you say like email um maybe twenty years ago um, do you have like any theories as to what has changed like in mm. even public perception
2: I, I think I think it's a combination of two or maybe maybe even three things right so um more and more people have grown up so so when you go let's you know, say twenty or thirty years back like on on average, the people who are interested in in crowd preservation are somewhere in their thirties to forties. Like it's it's not the yeah. eighty five year olds. It's usually the twenty to thirty or, or, or thirty to forty range, right? Um. So, so currently, these are people who have grown up with science fiction, right? They've grown up with tech. They've basically had tech their whole life. So they have a much better understanding than twenty or thirty or forty years ago that what tech yeah. can do, how what how tech yeah. is a force for good in quotation marks, right? But not really in quotation marks, like like tangibly how it's a force for good. So I think people have gotten better to ex, like slightly better at least to extrapolate what tech might be able to do in in the future. Or at least they can imagine it. Uh-huh. Um, so in in, in preservation, of course, is kind of is, is kind of very much in the, in line with that. So that seems to be generally one one part of where where even in general population, of course, we don't really talk to the general population, right? We talk to a preselected group of people with tech backgrounds with, you know, and so on. Um, and then the second part is I think uh, organizations like Kai's and mine and so other, others, I, f- I think they've just gotten better with communicating the topic, right? Um, mm. I, th- I think the, the combination, combination of these two things um, ha- has 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 made a lot of, has made a lot of advances in, in our public perception.
0: Yeah, there's, there's only, there's only been a few, um, organizations right who have who have really tried this there hasn't yeah. been an overwhelming of amount of you know uh competition that that would have uh you know driven them to make um you know do do better marketing better communication um uh you know i, th- I think a lot of what uh you know Emil and i sort of have to bring to the field is is new talent new ideas uh you know better ways of com- communicating um uh you know different strategies to reach people of course uh my my company's kind of focusing on pets um going through pet owners that way. Um I think there's there's yeah, there's just a lot that uh you know, it's 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 a, it's 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 been a very small field and um I think over time, yeah, things are just getting better one year at a time and uh people are kind of realizing that um this isn't as you know, science fiction anymore. Like there's there's a real tangible chance that this that this works, right? Especially as we continue to advance the science through through organizations like Cryodell. So
1: Mm-hmm. So perhaps to ask you, Kai, kind of actually the obvious question: um, Why pets instead of humans?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the big the big question that I was that I was trying to figure out um, when I was entering the field. Uh, you know, uh, you know, in, in over the past fifty years, there hasn't been an overwhelming amount of people who have been cry-preserved, so I, I did want to take a different approach. Um, and I, I just kind of wanted to figure out how I could get cryonics into hospitals one day. That was kind of my, my end goal. Um, not just animal hospitals, but but human hospitals as well, right? Um, I want to know how, uh, you know, and, and we can use my, my, my parents as an example, because those are two people that I would prefer not to die, obviously, right? Um, I, uh, you know, I, I want to make it so that my, you know, my father who lives in the middle of, you know, nowhere Utah, right? Um, if, you know, he has, you know, 20 years from now, he has, he has a heart attack, right. Um, and, and, and ends up dying. I need to know that there is hospital within a mile or two of him that can perform at least the initial, the initial part of the craft preservation procedure. Right. Um, yeah. and, and right now that just doesn't, that doesn't exist. Um, so it, it really came down to, uh, you know, that, 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 that's always been kind of my, my, uh. My goal was to get get towards a point where we can get chronics into hospitals um and of course there's you know it's it's a lot easier to get things into to animal hospitals than it is human hospitals okay. um so that was that was kind of the initial goal and um you know a, a, after we got going with that um you know we did we did a lot of uh you know market research just talked to um a lot of people we found that uh you know at least in the u.s people people love their pets right um yeah. and, 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 and sort of Same a great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people, um, you know, pe- people are having pets instead of having kids. They're, uh, you know, spending a crazy amount of money on their pets. I'm one of them, right? I have, uh, an 11 year old cat that I very much, you know, don't want to die and is like a, you know, a big sort of, uh, motivator and, and, and inspiration behind this. Um, and, uh, yeah, we we found that just, you know, so many people were, uh, you know, excited about, about ha- having the ability to, to crab preserve their pet and, um, uh, you know, we we can also go directly from from euthanasia at the end of their life to to the cryopreservation procedure, and um, you know, get get very good quality cryopreservation. So uh, it was a lot of those reasons together that just sort of uh, clicked for me, at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And how did both of you then come to decentralized science um, and explore like the form of a DAO, I suppose, and kind of supporting whatever efforts you're pursuing, uh, ML and Kaiba.
0: Uh sorry, Mr. Just the first part of the question. Could you could you say that again?
1: So how did DAOs kind of enter the picture? Like what was the I guess like attractive aspect of them uh in supporting what you're pursuing right now?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a combination of things. Um so so um like the field is a very is, is an, it's 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 a high impact but very niche field. So so yeah. standard funding method methods where um, where everybody needs to like, kind of wants to like, you know, normal VCs and so on, where they want to have something you know that is relatively, relatively, you know, plantable and so on. So the, the the group of funders who are usually interested in in things are a bit more the people who are, who think a bit more long term, um, which of course uh, in 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 the in the in the, in the DAO space is usually those people get involved into these kinds of uh, kinds of things. Um, and then just by by probably not by chance, but by this combination that um, people who are really into this long-term thinking, long-term ideas, what might have long-term impact, and the combination of of having some amount of tech understanding more than average, and probably even good much more, um, there there's a lot of people from that space who are also interested in cryopreservation. Um, you know, like. Famous people in the space, like Hal Finney, have been cryopreserved, right? Um, and um, th- there's more. There's more examples. Uh, in fact, a good amount of the people who donate to, to my to my research institute uh, do so in 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 Bitcoin or Ethereum. Or um, so. So there, there's a huge overlap between these two fields, um, from an interest standpoint, and the 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 type of research project that we want to fund with 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 cryoDAO. They're very difficult to fund otherwise, um, due to the, the to the long term and high high impact nature that they are, and of course a bit moonshotty as well. Yeah, I don't know yeah. kind of stuff, if there's anything. I think these were the yeah.
0: Yeah, it was uh you know and and, and obviously we saw the the initial kind of spark and success of of VitaDAO, which was an inspiration, right? Um, sort of how how they've been able to to advance longevity yeah. research and uh and it, it was funny because. I think I think when I ended up bringing this up to to both Minson and Emil, um, they were already thinking about making the same thing, or you guys had already talked uh, at one point about yeah. it. And um, so, like you know, they were thinking about making a crowd out. I had already bought like the domain and, and sort of the Twitter handle, right? Yeah, and actually- uh, and we, we came together like like practically at the exact same time. Um, so yeah. I, I think it I think it was very uh, obvious that it was that it was needed. Um, so the, the timing definitely came together. And you know, I've I've, I've had a couple crypto startups in the past and. Um, so I think sort of merging those two worlds was was uh, you know it, 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 it sort sort of came up as an opportunity and um, uh, yeah yeah the, you know there's there's a lot of things in, in crypto that that don't make sense um, plenty of things in crypto that don't make sense that I'm that I'm not a fan of um, but D side makes an overwhelming amount of sense um, it's it's uh, if there's one thing that we should be centralizing it's 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 science and scientific progress so. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think a cryo DAO was just it was just needed.
1: Do okay. you think that temperamentally, there's something that also like uh, I guess combines uh, cryonics interest and then also like an interest in crypto in general? Like, how would you characterize that uh, sort of person? Like, are there overlaps uh, between them in terms of temperament? Yeah,
2: a lot. Uh, I I think I, I I as I said I think a lot because um um. So I think if, I think it's this this fact of um, t- tech is a force for good, right? That that e- usually advances in technology will lead to to, to positive positive change. Um, being willing to, I mean, both what crypto is doing and what decentralization in general, and what longevity and and and, and the cryo and cryopreservation field wants to do, um, it, it's very challenging. Some some very fundamental long-held you know you know not not standards but long-held uh beliefs or at least a good a good um good part of the population um so, so being willing to challenge them and 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 rethink how stuff should be kind of comes in both fields um yeah and i think this combination uh, plus this this long-term thinking um, that you kind of need for both for, for both fields to uh, to a good degree. Um, maybe also partly the the grit to you know stick around for a good amount of time right This might take a good amount of time until longevity or crowd preservation really starts to work. Um, um, same probably in 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 a good amount of the decentralization uh, topics. I think this overlap um, just preselects to to a certain type of of person. Um so so we see this in our member group, we see this we see this overwhelmingly. Uh, both in members and as well as, as people who, who donate or invest and so on. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's not just um you know, I I know uh I believe it was it was Max Marty who was actually uh one of the core members of, of CryoDAO, um who did sort of a you know, a fairly large cryonic survey, um, just to learn learn more about yeah. people and who's in the community and all that and uh, yeah there's 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 an overwhelming amount of people who um you know are, are, are kind of you know very very similar in that personality type um who, who also have that that crossover with crypto so um yeah no we it's 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 kind of uh we have the statistics on it now it's 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 interesting you know it's it's a uh, um I don't want to say it's all the exact same type of person but uh just yeah the people who who have that um sort of longer term thinking and uh people who are who are excited about the future not uh you know, generally, people who who believe that the future is going to be better than, um, than the present.
1: I'm I'm interested in how you imagine if, say, cryonics works out, and I don't know what your timeout actually is. I'd be I'd be curious to hear like kind of assessments of that too. Though that's extremely hard to do. I realize. Um, when we have cryonics that works, um, what do you think the world will actually look like? Um, how will we still evolve? Um. In terms of ideas, in terms of culture, uh, once people essentially um, have vaster lifespans uh, to the point where death is maybe just like an option now.
0: Yeah, I've 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 never liked that argument um, that if if you know people aren't dying left and right that we're not going to progress, right? Um, it's never something that's made sense to me. I think uh, if if you took you know. Um, even uh, even just the 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 smartest people and 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 you know the people who have collected so much knowledge over the years and and you gave them uh you know an extra 20 years 30 years 50 years and so on um i mean the 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 things that could be accomplished is you know they're they're unbelievable i think uh you know i think it was george church that said you know he he feels like he just now got to the point where um you know he could really start working on everything he wants to work on uh it's it's um I mean, it's it, it's horrific that that you know we we spend so much time gathering all that knowledge and um, and and really don't have a lot of time to apply it. Uh, I I, I and, you know it's 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 speculation, but you know I I my argument would would be that as people live longer, um, they 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 grow wiser, we get more information, more knowledge, and and just have more time to apply that. And I I, I, I think every single time that that turns out in a better future, not not a worse one.
2: And of course, the counter argument is sometimes that neuroplasticity goes down with age right so currently that is correlated um, but it's very it, it's very likely um and, and absolutely definitely imaginable if not likely that you would just be able to increase neuroplasticity uh, in the future meaning even though yeah you might have been you might have the you know the, the wisdom from 200 years but the neuroplasticity of a 20 year old um which is i would argue probably the best of both worlds um yeah, and in general, I think so, you know, the future, uh, of course, the details The details are are quite difficult to predict how long it will take until cryopreservation can be reversed and people can be resuscitated. Um, it might take many decades, if not centuries, yeah. but the, I think the likelihood that the world is going to be better than it is currently, if you, at least if you look into history, right, there's, there's no time in history when I, I feel like I would rather live than today. I'm pretty sure if I'm waking up 300 years from now, um, I will say exactly the same. After, you know, after some amount of reintegration and getting used to whatever is the newest tech. Um, but I'm, I'm reasonably confident that at least it's a good bet that the future is significantly better.
1: Between you and the people that you work with or are closest to, um, what is the most contentious topic or theme that... Kind of seems to repeat itself when you're debating cryonics, or even uh, you could also extend that to to decentralized science, or answer both of them as you wish.
2: So, so, so the biggest open question, I don't know if it's contentious, but the biggest open question is uh, that there seems to be a tremendous amount of interest uh, for, for 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 cryonics. Like we, we ran large studies in the past where um, you know somewhere between twenty to thirty percent of population says. This is something I consider as my end of life option, right? Twenty to thirty percent of co- population. Um, and none of that reflects in people who actually sign up and actually make that call for themselves, right? Um, like it's it's like hundreds or thousands per year who do that, but far far away from twenty percent. Um, why that is? Um, that is one of the big open questions. Sure. Yeah. You mentioned contentious. You know, I
0: I I think the the big thing that always comes up, um, you know, for me and, and, and this, this even comes up when talking to people who are in the longevity field, working on, uh, you know, increasing health span or increasing, um, lifespan by, by what, you know, whatever amount. Um, I, I think, I think the the question that usually comes up for, for them is, you know, why, why is death really bad? Right. They, they want to, uh, they want to increase lifespan. They want to make people healthier, at least to the the ends of their lives. And, um, but uh you know, and, uh, I think I think the, the contentious part is, is usually in, in, in targeting death and trying to eliminate death. Um, which which has always seemed very, very obvious to me as something we should be striving for. Um and, and, and anything less is is um uh just just unacceptable. And I so I I think that's at least in in my experience that has kind of been the the more contentious uh Piece of it that has come up.
1: That makes sense. Um, is there anything kind of a piece of implicit knowledge in your field um, that you feel like holds true generally, but it's not explicitly stated? Um, is there like something that has to be learned in you by anyone like entering cryonics um, that could be written down or shared more publicly? There's no real reason why it's not. Like, what do you wish in some sense you would have known maybe? uh two, three, four eight
0: years ago. Yeah, there's uh I mean it's 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 not the e- so it's not the easiest field to get into, right? And I mean and these these are a lot of things that we want to work on at CryoDAO is um uh, being able to communicate a lot of these points uh better and and because uh, to be clear, like there's there's not a ton of public knowledge on the science at all. Mm. Right. Um it's 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 very limited uh, and entering the field as someone who wants to build in the field, it was, it was, um, it was difficult to sort of, uh, there wasn't just like a one-stop shop that I could go to to learn, um, you know, all the key points to this. It was, it was a lot of digging. It was a lot of, uh, um, you know, networking and, and, and sort of getting in rooms with, with, with the the current experts in the field and, and figuring out where we actually are and, uh, talking to Emil as well was, it was an amazing resource. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, it would it would be like a pretty big list uh, as far as um, you know things that, that I would want people to um, you know, know know more about. I I think whenever you see you know cryonics come up on whether it's on Twitter whether it's on Facebook and, and people are talking about it, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that they that, that people assume that are just not true. Um, even even silly things like uh, oh what if the power goes out in the facility and they all thaw out it's like you know okay <laughs> this 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 isn't a problem right the the the, the doers don't use electricity um there's there, there's a, there's a ton of these little little facts that that um you know a, a lot of people just don't uh you know I, I i think we just need to do a better job at at uh communicating that's a lot of what we'll do through cryo doubt okay. oh, do you have no, anything to
2: add to that he's
1: good no no no
2: i'm oh sorry um no, I think I think <laughs> I, I I very much agree with that. Um, I think that's 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 a good point. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that I would like to would would like to have known in the past. I mean, I've been thinking for, <laughs> about this topic for a very long time, right? Like I've been longevity, doing longevity and also been thinking about cryopreservation. So, um, partly I was aware that it's 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 got to be uh, this has got to be a very 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 long road uh, ahead. Um, yeah but
1: but the details I agree with what Kai said so which resources perhaps besides cried would you actually recommend as I'm sure um a lot of people that will listen uh are probably quite interested in learning more or potentially even in contributing to the field
2: yeah, so there's a good amount right or well a reasonable amount um at least on a high on a high level um there's um there's a there's a couple of labs um there's uh like twenty first century medicine and a and b. For the people who are maybe more coming from the science side, um, they have publications on their webpage. If you really want to dig into the into the science uh, of cryopreservation, um, there's there's a big independent Discord dig. server called CryoSeer, um that is among other people run by by Max Marty, who's also involved in, in cryodao. Um, kind of from a community building standpoint, um, we have a good amount of information on our page on Tomorrow Bio and. We do webinar series, like, series with, with, like, walking people through the topic from from, from A to Z and um, being open for Q&A. Um, so there, there's, a couple, there's a couple of things where it's a good starting point. And I'm pretty sure we don't have it yet on the CryoDow page, but um, we, we're going to add a page where it's, like, a long list of, you know, resources. You can look there for that and, and over here for, for another topic. Um, but I think these would be, would be good starting points. Yeah, like I said, you know, a lot of a lot of
0: what I learned came through, you know, just just talking to experts and digging in. There, there, there are some books. Um, I, 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 I think, uh, yeah, that once once we have that page together on CryoDAO, um, it'll it'll really help people uh, find the right resources. You know, there's there's a great article from from Tim, Tim Urban um, on on cryonics and why oh. it makes sense, which is uh, definitely a popular one. Um, uh, very very uh, long and kind of in depth. Uh, You know article on 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 why why uh why people should be taking it seriously um but uh yeah i think uh i I would definitely just keep your eyes on crowd for when we do release that page because um it is something that needs to be compiled for people
1: yeah wonderful okay and if that comes out before the episode or after um we'll link to that as well um is there anything lastly that uh you feel particularly strongly about as an important point uh, that has not been addressed yet. Is there anything? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot left unsaid, but is there anything you want to pick up right now?
2: Um, I, th- I think so. So, from my point of view, I think there's a there's a lot of people who are actually down with the idea of living significantly longer than currently medically possible. That's what the all, all, a good amount from the longevity field, at least. Um, apart from living while being healthy, living longer is also part of their their goal. Um, I think looking into into cryopreservation um, is is arguably a prudent choice, which not a lot of people. So we we meet a tremendous amount of people still, even within the field, who have never heard about cryopreservation. Well, they've heard about it, but never really looked into it. Um, so I think I think the um, looking into it and then making an, an informed decision, yes or no, if that's something for them. I think that would be that's something that I think is uh, that more people probably should should at least make that decision, make make this, you know, conscious decision uh, about it. Um, yeah, and and uh, just since we haven't said it explicitly, if anybody wants to get involved in that space in some capacity, either with us or with, like, the Research Institute or with the companies or whatever, feel free to reach out. Like, this is a small field. We're looking at for basically everybody who's motivated. Requires some intrinsic motivation, right? It's not the career move necessarily to... To join a cryopreservation company and then wanting to join the the large cryopreservation company, which don't exist yet, um, but if someone is intrinsically motivated, I think it, it's a it's a very exciting field. It's really on the cutting bleeding edge of 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 science um, and, and and an exciting field. Uh, yeah, so so I'm pretty sure that goes for Kai as well. But feel free to reach out at any point. We're happy to talk. We're happy to discuss and see. Yeah where that leads yeah no well said I don't have anything to add that's uh
0: that's great
1: all right thank you both uh so much for taking your time today this was an interesting conversation
0: of course thank you for having us thank you